This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. everybody another episode this episode is sponsored by meeples meeples they're taking over our souls and ruling the ruling the board game world so we need to destroy them before they take over everything oh that was weird mm-hmm. yep meeples you should have seen his face it looked very um serious and confused oh well if we we're gonna uprise against the little tiny meeples that are taking over our souls we have to be serious about it i guess so Alright, in this episode, we're going to be talking so about... So now that everyone dropped from this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what the hell just happened? I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to be talking about the new expansion for the Quacks of Quinlanburg, the Herb Witches. And then also we're going to be doing a little game at the end with Tracy called, Do You Know Your Stash? <laughs> Obviously I don't. I figured that out last night. That's, so. that's true. This is going to be a fun game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but first, let's do the review. Uh, let's talk about some Herb Witches, baby. Where my witch is at. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Sure did. The Herb Witches is an expansion that introduces a fifth player, and you also get a new ingredient, which is loco weed, uh, <laughs> orange six chips. Whoa. What? Yeah. Orange six chips. I know English very well. Overfull. Overfull. <laughs> Damn you, it. Would you like me to do this No. Okay. No. Overflow bowls and three types of herb witches, baby. I felt like I felt like we should wrap there. Overflow bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But also with that, you do get a little bit more in the box. You'll get eight ingredients books, 153 ingredient chips plus three spare chips. Because why yo, would yo, yo. why would you want three spare chips? I don't understand. What is it? Twenty more rubies, three spare chips. Three spirit chips. Spare chips, oh, baby. Spear. <laughs> 12 herb witches, which are <laughs> you can like, four of each witch, four times three. 15 witch pennies, which you will use for your herb witches, and five overflow bowls, which I already kind of talked about there. But I just wanted to make sure I included everything for for um, the herb witches. So um, same uh, setup is kind of the same with uh, quacks, except for you can use to use ingredient books with five or six now, which if you remember in the old set, you could, there was, uh, you had the option of one, two, three, or four. It kind of got a little more. It, God, did, what, did I sound like a little old lady just saying, a little more? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> why? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> I think the meeple is sucking, the meeples are sucking the soul from what my system. <laughs> Again, a bunch of people dropped out of this. That's true. So we can say whatever we want. Butts. All right. <laughs> so many butts. So many butts. Butts all over. But yeah, as you get as you get more into the books on the on the um, bottom of the ingredient books, that it gets a little bit more complicated and a little more variated. So. And, and then, that's it. No. 
And then you replace the old pumpkin book with the new pumpkin book where you can have a one pumpkin or a six pumpkin, which is pretty awesome. Is it a one pumpkin? Mm-hmm. No. Sure is, baby. No, I thought it was a three pumpkin or yeah, something. Yeah, take a look at the instructions. It's a three pumpkin. Oh. No, it says a one pumpkin. It's just worth three, where baby. You, where you at, bubby? Bubby. Right there. Oh, buddy. Oh, my God. Can we start over? (laughs) No. Uh, No. And then everybody gets one witch penny for each of the different color witches, which is three. Everybody gets a overflow bowl that you put on... The end of your bowl. At the end of your bowl, under the spoon, next to the pot. And then you turn over one of the three witch types at random and place them near the scoring track. So. so the witches are different colors, right? Yep. And different um, powers. That's right. I think it's what, kind of gold, silver, and bronze almost. Mm-hmm. So you get a penny for each of those different types of witches that we'll talk about as the as we go through the review. Yeah, that's right. All right, so well, let's actually talk about the herb witches first. So what you can do is once per game, you can call on one of these herb witches to do a certain ability okay i'm not gonna go through every ability i'll just kind of highlight a couple just to so you understand what you're doing so if you've played quacks of quillenberg you'll understand this one of my favorites for the purple witch she's uh, for hers is during your preparation phase you can draw six chips and decide in which order to place them Uh, you don't have to use them all or you can return any unused chips to the bag so i like this one because it's like you get a whole bunch of chips and you can decide which ones to use and throw the rest of them is one of these awesome are in the bag sorry in your own bag and uh it's kind of a cool little like you know you get to choose your own fate basically because man sometimes drawing especially for me is terrible i'm always doing a lot of white chips to and this one might be beneficial too especially if you have a bag full of chips because now you've kind of enhanced your bag Mm mm-hmm and you want to be able to utilize some of the powers of the new ingredient cards. Mm-hmm. And so this one would be a, a cool um, witch to put into effect. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, green witch powers is during your victory point phase, for every colored two, four, or six chip, as well as every purple and local weed chip in your bag, which we'll talk about local weed here in a little bit, you earn two victory points. So that just means just keep getting as many of those as you can. As many twos, as many fours, as many sixes. And every purple and local weed. So it's like just this one to me seems very overpowered, but like anybody can use it too. So it's like if you're pulling really good, you can get a lot of good victory points. Or if you're at that point where like you're like, I need to catch up somehow because I'm so far behind, this is a good one to kind of put put the old token on and use. So. And there's another witch. Um, she's a bronze witch. Or what is that? A red, I think, is the, her or color. orange. Yeah. Orangish red. Um, use a bronze, chips, bronze chip to utilize her ability. And during the buy chips phase, you use this witch to buy one chip, and then you get an identical chip for free. Yeah. That's always good. Which is cool. So if you end up on any of the uh, ingredient books, are they ingredient books? Mm-hmm. Okay. If, um, if you buy, let's say, there's one where you spend um, six to get a, or no, spend 22, excuse me, to get a six-point um, pumpkin. If you did that, she would pair up that pumpkin. Yeah. So that's cool. Or any of the 
any of the chips. So I guess I would want to utilize that one for one of the higher purchases. What's nice about the herb witches is that the players can actually utilize each of the witches, each of the witches once per game. So like we talked at the beginning of the the episode, you are handed a silver, a gold, and a bronze penny at the beginning of the game. You can use um, each one to basically hire or use that ability for each of those witches if you want. Sometimes if you don't want to use them because you don't like that ability because they're randomly shuffled and placed out and they're not going to work for you that game, then you actually get victory points for not using your pennies. Mm-hmm. At the end, I think it's what, two? Two per witch penny? Yep. Yep. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like the addition of the herb witches because it... I think a lot of times when you're doing something that's random, like pulling chips out of a bag and stuff like that, if you're having a terrible time doing some of these things, some of these... Which you usually do. Yes. Some of these... (laughs) Shut up. Some of these... (laughs) Sorry. Just kidding. Some of these uh, witches actually, like, are really good at helping catch up. But also, it's one of those things, too, where, like, everybody else kind of has... Gets to do it, too, so you have to be careful because... You want to use your witch's abilities at the right time. Otherwise, you could just be wasting it away. Like some of these, like, you know, getting those, getting like extra victory points and stuff like that. You could be like, okay, like the one that I thought with like the different colored chips get you two victory points. It's like, okay, well, I could use it right now, but maybe I could wait more towards the end of the game where I have more chips. And then depending upon how many I have out in, in my pot, I can get more victory points that way. So it's like there's that there's that combination of like okay maybe I maybe if I'm behind a lot I can still use those rat tails to you know kind of help my pot along in this round but then later on I can use this herb witch special ability to more as an advantage for me. Well, and and before we really got into and played and read the directions, I thought, oh man, once somebody uses the ability of the herb witch the rest of the players can't do it, but everybody can use it. So that's, that makes it interesting too, because it's all about who, what ingredients they buy and what's in their bags potentially, or maybe what's in their pot at that time. It depends on which, which, what witches are out. So there's the variability there too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So yeah, the herb witches are a fantastic addition to this game. Yep. One of the other additions that we talked about was something new called Loco Weed. Oh, yeah, man. I love Loco The interesting part about Loco Weed is that it actually doesn't have a value. So it makes it interesting when you're playing because it changes every time. So with Loco Weed, it actually is a book also or ingredient book also, just like um, the rest of them. The yellow chips, the orange chips, the blue chips, but there's like a local weed chip. So one that we talked about towards the beginning is the introduction of a new chip called the local weed. And the local weed chip has no set value, which makes it interesting because it changes every time. So there is a new ingredient book that is introduced also with this expansion. The local weed book, there's two sides to it. One is the cost of eight on the side and the other side is a cost of 10. So the first side with the cost of eight is 
If you purchase a local weed and you draw that from your bag, you move it forward according to the number of spaces you moved your wrath stone at the beginning of your turn. But you also include um, any of the effects of that um, fortune teller card that you would have flipped at the beginning of that round. But then plus one space. So that's, of course, all included on that ingredient book, so you don't have to remember all of that. You can only move that local weed chip a maximum of four spaces. Oh, that's lame. I know. It'd be like if you had all that stuff going on, it's like you think, you think you'd be able to like really go out. But I suppose it's they did it for a reason. So kind of seems like a bummer, but at the same time, I think it's okay because it it kind of seems like a a wild chip. So you're always going to move at least one space. Yeah. So. And so it's always going to cover your butt if you never moved any wrath stones ahead. Mm-hmm. Hold on to your butts. Hold on. We did mention butts earlier. That's so this true. is perfect. It's true. Um, the other side, the 10 side. So if you are playing with the 10 value of the local weed on the other side of the bo- uh, board, the other side of the book was if you draw the local weed chip from your bag, it has the same action and the same value as the last colored chip in the pot, but ignoring the white chips. So if there's no colored chips, or if no colored chips have been placed, the local weed chip has a value of one and no action. So this happened to me a lot. (laughs) Unfortunately, I would draw this as the first chip in my pot Mm -hmm. a lot. So that was kind of stinky. So it wasn't beneficial to me all the time because I have the magic touch of drawing the local weed from the bag right away. But I can see how it would be beneficial because it's almost like a wild chip mm-hmm, um, that they've offered, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Definitely. Some other enhancements that they've added are additional books, like you've talked about, or ingredient books. Mm-hmm. I'll just pull out maybe a couple examples. One new enhancement or big Mac Daddy chip that they have here now that they're offering is the pumpkin. So on the pumpkin card, there's no action on that one. And I, in the base game, there was no action on the pumpkin. It was kind of just a filler token anyway in your pot or a filler chip in your pot. But this one now you can purchase a one chip token for three or a six chip token for 22 yeah which you would you know at first thought you think gosh that's a lot of points to or a lot of money or whatever you what would you call that it's Um, basically points you utilize a lot of your um like your rewards after finishing yeah almost yeah yeah but it's your buying power basically but But it feels like it's totally worth it yeah because like no other thing thing in the game I think even has anything past four, right? Right. Nobody else is yeah. bigger than that. Yeah. So So you could call it the gr- you could call it the The Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that one doesn't have any actions, but that one's like a big, big a big to. deal. Yeah. Another one that I like too is I think it's um the Mandrake, which is the yellow card. They've added enhancements. So there's um, two different actions on each side. So one of the actions is if you draw a yellow chip and place it in your pot as normal, and then you draw another chip from your bag, 
you move the yellow chip forward by the value of the newly drawn chip. If you draw a local weed, here's where the local weed comes in, you move the yellow chip forward one space and put an additional chip back in your bag. Yeah, I that, that one's especially great if you have the six pumpkin because then you're moving that thing up quite a bit. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Okay. And then the other one is, and this one I made, this one worked really well for me when we've played before, is if you draw a yellow chip, you may give up one ruby from your supply to move the yellow chip forward by three additional spaces. You may only give up one ruby per yellow chip drawn. Yeah, that one's pretty awesome. So if you draw four yellow chip and you have rubies, you can give up one ruby and move up an additional three. So you're moving up seven spaces. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Love it. So those are just a couple examples. That addition of the overflow bowls, too, mm -hmm. um, they added. We thought, God, we never go past this. I did once. Yes. <laughs> and even Bruce said, he doesn't believe anybody does this. I did, Bruce. <laughs> I went to the overflow bowl once. Did I care? No. But I did it, Bruce. <laughs> So there. So what does the what does the overflow do for, overflow What does the overflow bowl do for us? If you reach the final space in the pot, which is thirty three, and I think I did reach this because I used the that um the ingredient ingredient. <laughs> Good lord, the book with the rubies and the yellows and the pumpkins and all that kind of stuff. Or if it moves past it, you place your chip on space thirty three. If this final chip triggers an action that affects the next chip drawn, this action is forfeited, of course, but mine didn't. So when scoring victory points, you receive what's pictured on the spoon, which is 15 victory points and 35 coins. That is, of course, if you don't bust. Or if, you know, a fortune teller card, you know, doesn't tell you anything special. The player then adds the value of all the chips in their overflow bowl, receives half this total amount rounded down in victory points. Colored chips that end up in the overflow bowl do not trigger any more actions, but white chips still count towards the total value of... Exploding. The, yeah, or they call them the cherry bombs. Yeah. And all players who reach the last space in the pot, regardless of how many chips are in the overflow bowl can roll the bonus die if their pot has not exploded. Yeah. So this one I'm not sure about if I like or not because I haven't reached it. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was like super duper exciting for me. I think it was exciting only because um, we were told that people like people never reached that. And honestly, I never got to the end of the bowl or the pot, excuse me, before when we played um, the game without the expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe close, but I think with these new books allowed for me to get to the overflow bowl, and maybe that's why they added it. Yeah, yeah, I like the variability in this game. It it allows you to be a little more competitive if you're not doing so well normally with the base game, but also it can be it can be almost kind of a shootout at the OK Corral. It's just like, how many points can we score in this darn game? Because some of this stuff is pretty overpowering. So if you're able to have good enough luck and good enough skill to kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chain everything together. 
then mm-hmm. you really can get some good scoring on oh, you can really get some good scoring on this game and really, you know. Well, and I felt like even with this one we ended up getting more rubies collected, which was nice to mm-hmm. be able to use depending on the books we were playing with and, you know, stuff like that too. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, 